0: Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Fee Dunn, and Doug Cameron. And we're coming to you on the 21st of May, 2022. Uh, We have a little announcement section this week. And then really, we're going to be devoting our time to the spotlight section where we have a discussion about Android 13 Beta 2 and the features we didn't cover in last week's uh, party episode. And then we'll talk about Google's announcements from Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which was on the 19th of May, i.e. last Thursday. And we'll close the episode with highlights from TalkBack with Warren. Well, here we are again. Uh, Dugaboo, how are you?
1: I'm not too, too bad. Eh, Been keeping busy, keeping, you know, in a little bit of trouble as expected. Doing a lot of yard work, a lot of prep for, you know, getting ready for summer and spring.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, Weather all right there? Temperatures reasonable?
1: Uh, They're not too, too bad. It's a little cool last few days, but I'll take it. <laughs> we'll
0: move south. Was a baby. How are you?
2: Thank you, Ed. Our weather has been kind of like up and down. In other words, we've had all that rain. I can't believe it. We've never seen uh, such a rainy spring like what we had or what we're having right now. Yesterday was not even supposed to rain, but we had a torrent. And I was trying to mow my lawn, and <laughs> there, here comes the rain. I had to run my head back into the house and it would not let off for like an hour or so. And so by the time it was all done, man, I was just like, nah, I'm not going to worry about it. So, but uh, other than that, you know, we're doing well, you know, it falls like into like 30s in the mornings and things like that. And that's, that's okay. Um, You know, daytime though, you know, we get, you know, like fifties and, and all of that. And today I think we're going to get up to 60 degrees or so. So, we're really doing well.
0: Running your head into the house in frustration. I'm running my head like,
2: into the house, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, sounds, it sounds like trying to get a Pixel to work to me. Sounds like trying to get a Fisher Price phone to do what it should, no?
2: Yeah, not Lay off my phone, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> iPhoner, how are you?
3: Not bad, thank you. Um, been busy doing a lot of work for my uh, preacher training. Weather's been a bit strange in london these last uh, few days we sort of we've had lots of lovely sunshine and then it was rain lots of rain and then thunder but it was a bit pathetic it was like instead of crashing or anything it was just like someone's tummy rumbling and then that was it like is that all really pathetic yeah. anyway um yeah today's weather's odd as well it was cold and then and then it was warm and then it well basically typical british weather really but, um, no, things, things are good. Um, no,
0: the, uh, the thunder wasn't good. It was not the chimes of freedom flashing, was it? There was it no, was a bit, kind of. There, there yeah. was nothing there at all. There was no Dylan in that thunder. It was um, just meh, yeah. No. Uh, my internet is happily back up and running. I was quite annoyed to have missed the uh, party last week. Uh, we're, all at, we're on cellular for all our connections and our network went out. But uh, I'm glad to be back. It went out. Where did it go? I don't know. Did, did it go it, to the
3: pub? Is it, well, it was
0: out it... for a long time, so it got smashed because uh, I didn't have it for about four hours. So it, uh, it, it Oh, yeah, it went to the time. pub. It,
3: you it came did. home
0: and it went to the I pub. I did. That's what it was. Like I, I, I was going to do it from the pub and you said I wasn't allowed to, so I um, hightailed it home, which is only about three minutes away, so it was no big deal. And then I got in and there was no, no cell phone reception, so uh, off it went.
2: I was thinking that you know perhaps maybe Ed got you know um, uh, tangled up somewhere in a pub and uh, you know tangled he make up it in home. blue. No, I didn't. I didn't get tangled
0: up in blue. No, uh, I'd got home. You see, I was going to do it from the pub, and I found that <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. So I'm like, okay, I'll finish my pint and go home then. And then I got home, and then no, no, no connection. <laughs> did did I... you
3: Did you go back to the pub after that?
0: No, no, I did not try to get that. I tried uh, to get the connection to it. You
2: should have gone back um, and then cried into your beer. So I saw your SMS message after we had finished. I said, "Okay, I now understand what happened." Yeah,
1: um, I, I think staggered in and I staggered out.
0: I, I
3: thought yeah. that. I thought, blimey, that must have been a good pub session. He started the party early and forgot what
0: the time was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I. I told you I was about to come and put it on the group. I think I said I'd left. <laughs> um but uh i don't think, I think it would said, have worked right, in the pub I'll... either
3: you said all right i'll go home or something no no and that was, was the back. last we saw
0: oh no, no, no no I, I, yeah i was back like three minutes later um because it's really close my like lo- my local is not far um but anyway yeah uh, i don't think it would have worked in the pub even if i'd have gone back
2: so we're glad you're back today and that internet is up and humming along so we're going to have a good party today. You you didn't come to celebrate because of that. So uh, everybody was waiting and waiting. Hey, you know, we need the, the um uh, what do you call those guys that um <laughs> administer the parties?
0: Compa,
2: uh, I don't know. Haster no, what, what or, um, was the yeah. MC? There we go. MC, Where's the MC guy? Yeah, <laughs> and he was. But you know, I
0: out. I was drinking oh, prosecco. Let's get ready to rumble. Exactly. I, I I opened
3: the I opened the prosecco. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I, heard I, it. I listened, I listened heard... back. I listened back on the Sunday when my internet came back.
3: Yeah. Oh, did I you think
0: cry? This last... did you missed us all. Yeah, oh, this, I like the prosecco though.
2: This last opening of the champagne was really good. For you. um, you know, kudos to you. You did a good job. I really like it. You know, um, it sounded really good.
0: It it definitely worked. Yeah. And now we move on to our announcement section. And the only one really is that Austin isn't here. He's on he's <laughs> on holiday. Uh, so uh, you're gonna have to do without Austin for a bit. Do back is it is it June
2: he's back Warren or so Austin is gone you know on a well deserved uh, vacation I think he's gone for a couple of weeks he's going to be gone um even for the next episode he wouldn't be here and then he sent a teaser uh, saying he may not be back till July <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I just probably, wonder if
0: you got the month wrong. I think I, meant take to that, I take
2: that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but and so our own Al- 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 Austin is not here. Yeah. No,
0: it's not that well, well-deserved, is it? It's on the day, I don't think.
2: So we'll be waiting for Austin to come back, and uh, we'll send him a teaser wherever he's, he's hiding at, and hopefully he's having a great time where he's at.
0: And now we move on to our spotlight section, and it's a double bill this week. We are firstly going to talk about uh, Android uh, 13 Beta 2. We touched on this a little bit, or you did, I wasn't there, in the uh, 75 Party Bus episode, but uh, we're going to have a little look at some of the more in-depth features. So, uh, Warren, what have you noticed from Beta 2? So what
2: happened last week was that we really didn't get into it. You know, we mentioned some things here and there, most especially about the, um, you know, enhanced security and all of that. Google, you know, has been hopping along and uh, uh, bumping up the security and all of that. But I think that two of the most important parts that we didn't mention last week uh, have to do with both the global search or local search and the global search that was taken away, you know, if you guys remember in Android 12 when we first got that uh, search where if you invoke your app store, then you're automatically uh, placed into the search. And in that search, so it's uh, local first. Uh, In other words, local centric. So when I search for something, it tries to search locally on my phone. And then below that, it will show uh, results either from the internet and then results from, you know, Google or whatever, things like that. And so that got taken away in beta one of Android 13. It was there in P, uh, DP1 and DP2. And in beta one, that thing was taken away. And we kind of like a little bit upset about it, but we knew Google was up to something. So they brought that back. And the good news about the fact that they brought this back is that not only did they bring it back, but now you can actually drag a search to your home screen as a widget or as a a shortcut. In other words, if you're familiar with uh, what we have in Chrome, so let's say I go to blindandroidusers.com on my Chrome, and I tap on that uh, more options, and then I go down to the share, and I could choose to add that thing to my home screen and blah, blah, blah. Well, now I, th- I
3: thought I thought you could already do that
2: before, but now what we have though is that this is even better because I don't have to go through Chrome to do that. If I go into my app drawer, for example, and just type in Blind Android users, and it shows up in there all I have to do is long press and drag it to my home screen. So it's not like that part in Chrome where I need to tap on more options and then go tap on share and then go tap to uh, send it to my home screen and all of that. So I really like that that feature.
3: Oh, good. So you can now skip the whole Chrome faffage. That's good.
2: Yeah, so the whole idea is that you don't have to go through Chrome uh to do that and but the exciting thing is that you know at least that uh local search of focus is back uh like what it used to be, and then we have uh the icing on the cake with the ability to find something and drag it to your home screen so if something that you constantly use, you could just drag it to your home screen and call it good
3: and you could search for icing on the cake and add that to your home screen
2: exactly uh maybe like your pizza that you had last week uh fee maybe we could search for that and put it on the home screen
3: that would have been handy when it disappeared yeah i mean listeners won't know about that but yes there was a bit of a pizza drama last week <laughs> it was found in the end but yeah it was very funny if my if my phone could have found it for me that would have been handy
2: i know now none of us thought about this though uh you probably could have powered up uh outlook or or some other uh app to see if you could find it you know I'm looking for food you know, go to that food uh mode and see if it'll find your pizza lying there uh in the oven you know be- <laughs> How yeah, come eyes, didn't think no. about that
0: you'd, you'd, you'd used be my eyes and my no, well,
3: I didn't want to bring up someone random and say I'm an idiot and I've dropped a pizza and I can't find but it' <laughs> they,
0: they, can't see, they can't see your name and you can't see their name, so that, there's no accountability. Yeah, it's but not like Ira you... where you're a paying customer.
3: But what if there was someone that you knew who answered it, though? Because I know some people who are volunteers on there. That would be, oh, man. There, there are
0: over a million volunteers on Be My Eyes. Like, the chances of that are infinitesimal. <laughs> I know. I mean, I found it in the end. I was going to ask you about. And Outlook. they still would. They still wouldn't know who you were anyway, because they wouldn't see your name.
2: Uh, chances oh, that okay. you'll hit someone you know is just like maybe one in a million. And, and also, <laughs> they can't
0: see your name. Your name doesn't come up, and uh, your face like your might if don't... you f- filmed yourself. But yeah, but um, you're not filming yourself. You're filming like
2: the back of the your oven. Back the oven. oven. <laughs> yeah. when...
3: But no, I found it myself. This was a a, a, a point of. Um, pride for me you know that i i would find it myself
0: and i did i would say a point of principle but it's a point of pizza fall
3: yeah oh oh dear me no i was going to ask you though i try i was i opened um lookout the other day and um and it wanted me to sign in i was like huh sign into what (laughs) so what what was that about
2: well, in reality, if you open up uh, Lookout, it, it should um, – if you have a Google account, it should have just followed that. But if maybe something happened, uh, something odd happened, unless you have multiple accounts, uh, then it might ask you which account you may want to use.
3: Yeah, I've had that before because I do have two accounts. But Yeah, that's it why. Didn't, yeah, but it didn't list them. It just gave me a username and password thing. I was like, huh? Is this what account does it want? Google, or do I have to make a new one? Or oh, that was confusing. So I thought I'll ask you guys when I next spoke to you. I wasn't actually that bothered right then. So yeah, yeah, just Google
2: yeah, Google. and and it, that thing might have helped you in finding your pizza, or you know, one of those you know super Saiyans in vision, whatever. Might say, hey, I'm looking for <laughs> something. So let's move on to the next item there in Android 13 Beta 2. And this one is particularly important for those people who are multiple uh, language speakers. And this is where something like a multi language TTS might come in. Uh, and that I'm talking about the ability to say, hey, I want to assign a particular app to use uh, XYZ language. So, for example, you know, AID speaks uh, French and German. He may decide to say, hey, I want to set my Adobe scanner to use German and maybe uh, my uh, WhatsApp or whatever to use French. So I find that really interesting that Google was able to do that. And I think it's going to help a lot of uh, people who have uh, skills for multiple languages. So, you know, maybe um, they just want to, if you're not uh, an English speaker, but you want a a particular app to be in English, uh, you could switch that right there. Uh, into English, and I think that's a very good thing. What do you guys think about this feature?
3: So are we talking about that Google will change the language of TalkBack? Is that what we're talking about? Or are we talking about changing the language you're typing in? Or what What are we talking about here?
0: It's the language of the app, I think, isn't
2: it? Language of the app. So, for instance, yeah. you have your apps. And I'm going to show what I'm talking about. Oh, you know, like the
0: menu will
3: be in Spanish or something instead yeah, of in English. The, oh, whole, okay. the whole app the whole will thing. be
2: in, uh, in uh, that Spanish or in German or whatever. Uh, so ah. if I go into system settings, that's where it is found. And then, you know, there's the language um, app or whatever. And you can choose that and tap on the app that you want to be in a particular language. That's what that is not thought. That is absolutely cool. Um, so if I have a, an app, let's say you know, sometimes you find apps that are written in other languages. So if I get that app, for example, I could go to say, hey, you know, this app, I want it to be in English. I have an app like that. It's a Bible app, and it's like in Portuguese. It it comes from uh, Brazil or some place like that, and. I don't understand um, Portuguese and there was another scanning app like that and we wrote to the guy, but he didn't have time to do it. This would be the time to uh, switch that app into English.
3: So do they use Google Translate to change the language of the app or do we know how they do that?
2: You know, it's it's a mystery in the sense that, um, <laughs> you know, maybe Google is doing something in the back end and therefore, you know, converting that particular app into another language. But I'm just glad, though, to see that we have something like that, because I think it kind of uh, breaks through some language barriers and all of that, most especially uh, like the example I just talked about, I got an app that I would like to use, but it's not written in my language. And so now I could just absolutely just switch it to English and be able to have access to that particular app. And I think that's really good.
3: I think that'll be, that'll be particularly good for people who aren't English speakers, because there's so much of this stuff is is in English or Spanish or, you know, the more widely available languages. And if you if you're primarily I don't know a Dutch speaker or something I mean actually most Dutch people are really good at English so that's a bad example but just say um then being able to do that would would be wonderful because um you'd get access suddenly to loads more things that probably didn't make much sense to you before
0: yeah what I things interesting about this feature there it, it, it's local not global isn't it so uh, you, you change individual apps, do you not, Warren? Or, or could you change all of your apps to one language without actually having to go into the apps?
2: I want to go into my system settings here and see if I if I find that. So, in order to get to what I'm talking about, you know, I'm in the system settings, and you go to uh, system and languages,
4: system languages, gestures, time, backup
2: you go here
4: system navigate up
2: once you are in here what you want to do is go to where it talks about languages
4: system languages and input gboard in list
2: you tap here
4: languages and input navigate up button out of list
2: once you are in here in the languages where you have the keyboard and all of that then as you scroll down toward the bottom, you're going to find something that talks about per app language.
4: On-screen keyboard, physical keyboard, speech, voice input, text-to-speech output. Oh,
2: you know, I went too languages, far. Languages,
4: English, app languages, set the language for each app.
2: Languages, set a uh, language for each app. So if I tap here, for example.
4: App languages, navigate up, button, out of list. showing items What 1 to it 10
2: does... Of is that it will show you all the apps that you could set to a different language.
4: Elizabeth Voice English GB. Oh,
2: no, those are my TTS.
4: At Voice Allowed Reader, system default. At Voice Floating Button, system default.
2: So you see, by default, they are following my system language by default. Now, if I wanted to change it to a different language, for example.
4: At Voice Sync Plugin, system default. I
2: have so many At Voice Allowed things.
4: Adobe Acrobat, system default.
2: So let's say I want to change Adobe to some other language. I haven't tried it. I'll have to tap here.
4: App language. Navigate up. Button out of list.
2: And I'm going to see if I needed to have those language packs installed or whatever in order for it to work or not. But so after um, tapping on that.
4: App language. Adobe Acrobat in list. System language. So I got... English, United States, Spanish, United States, There's Spanish, all languages. And if
2: I tap on all languages, I should be able to go look for another language, I believe. Let's see.
4: English, United States, Afrikaans. There we go. Azerbaijani, Latin, Basque, Catalan, Czech.
2: And on and on, uh, things like that. So that's how you would go about uh, changing that app into some other language. And I thought that that is absolutely clever, um, you know, as it brings accessibility, and I'm not talking accessibility in the sense of accessibility that we know uh, as people with disabilities, but, you know, meaning having access to something that, Otherwise, one couldn't have had access to. So, I think that is absolutely a huge uh, game changer that Google has implemented. And I'm glad to see that uh, come to this uh, beta too.
0: Are there any other uh, beta 2 features you wanted to highlight?
2: I think those are probably the most important ones because some of them are just like, you know, improvements on what we already have in. Uh, DP1, DP2, and Beta 1. But these are the ones that actually uh, stand out for me.
0: Excellent. And Then our next item, we'll probably touch on things that might arrive in uh, Beta 3 or the next one. Our next item as part of this section is uh, what Google announced on Global Accessibility Awareness Day. That was the 19th of May, so uh, uh, last Thursday from when we're recording. And there were quite a few interesting things in this. Um, uh, Two or three announcements that certainly I was going to mention. Warren, shall we start with uh, changes to the Play Store and the uh, accessibility tag for different apps?
2: You know, given the fact that this was the, uh, yeah, this week was that uh, GAD, you know, Global Awareness, Global Accessibility Awareness uh, Day that you mentioned earlier, Ed, it it does make sense that we talk about this. And of course, Google wanting to do something for the um, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, you know, uh, Announce these things, the changes to the Play Store. you know if you're like me, you know there's sometimes when you go to the Play Store, you try to download an app and then you find out that app is not accessible, and all of that and it's something we've been talking about for quite a spell. Uh, wishing that Google would have badges to apps that are accessible so that when one goes to the Play Store, one knows which ones are compliant and which ones are not compliant when we talk about accessibility. And finally, to see that uh, Google uh, bringing that to the Play Store and now we'll be able to see apps that have those tags of A, love, and why, accessibility, and or whatever. But then, you know, we have different categories of accessibility if that particular app meets this accessibility, whether it's visual, whether it's dexterity, whether it's, you know, hearing, and and all of that. So you guys, are you excited about this? I'm excited about this, yet in the same breath, I'm kind of like... Well, Google, that is great, but that does not enforce, you know, accessibility, because I would rather want to see something that Google says, hey, you know, everyone that is doing something or publishing their apps on the Play Store have to make it accessibility compliant. You know, that's what I'm, maybe I'm a little too radical on that, Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was exactly what i thought and, and i know you can run uh compliance things to check whether your app's accessible i i just think that probably the running of that accessibility compliance tool should happen by default whether you fix the errors or not i guess is is your issue but it, it, if to if to check you whether your app, your app is accessible is something you need to do then you're probably not going to bother doing it um you know, there'll be certain things that will never be accessible because of the sort of apps that they are. But, yeah, I I think they could get a bit more proactive. What One thing I wasn't sure about with this was whose job it was to assign the tag. Does Google do it and kind of using AI or does the developer do it?
2: Uh, Google would use uh, AI. Uh, to determine which ones are are compliant and label those and give them those tags. And so it's a monumental job, but yet in the same breath, it's easy for Google because it would be looking for certain keywords to determine uh, whether an app, you know, meets such a criteria. Um, So I, I think that it's a good start for Google. But like I said, frankly, I think I don't know who they're afraid of. You know, Google, you are the king. Uh, <laughs> you should sit up on that throne and say, hey, your app has to be accessibility compliant. We're not talking about, you know, apps that we know are out of our range. I'm not going to ask uh, someone for a sketching app to make it accessible for me you know, when it requires, you know, drawing and whatever or things like that, we're not stupid. You know, we know what we can and what we cannot do. We know our limits. But I think we need to have basic accessibility in, in every app. I mean, even if it's not an app that I'm going to be able to use, at least to know that this button is for this and that. Um, I'm giving an example here. This this email app that I would love to Uh, see us play with, I signed up for it yesterday. Uh, It's called Skiff Mail, you know, S-K-I-F-F Mail. It's an end-to-end encrypted um, email. And because I know some people have been having some problems with their, uh, you know, email messages or, you know, they want some other email client. And, you know, this Skiff Mail is a prime example. There's absolutely no reason why the developer, Uh, didn't make it compliant i'm about to write them about it and hopefully this is still in the access early access and maybe uh they would uh, make it compliant but so these are the type of things that i'm talking about people doing things like this and uploading things to the play store without you know making sure ensuring that we have access to it i think it's just wrong absolutely wrong (laughs)
3: It yeah, is, but a re- really good way to get people to change that if they care enough like, or even if they don't care as much. If you just message them individually, um, you might just not get a reply and nobody cares because nobody else saw. But if you do a review on the App Store, on the Play Store, if you do a review on the Play Store saying it's not accessible and then they still don't fix it because that review is there for all to see. Um, you might get more results, perhaps.
1: Actually, I actually found the exact opposites. I got completely, I was actually blasted and then my comment was actually removed from the Play Store when I notified them through a review of an inaccessible app. So basically, the way I see it is, unfortunately, until every jurisdiction that Google is in has some level of accessibility legislation mandated, I don't know we're ever going to actually get to a point where every app that's realistic to be accessible will be. Because using um, Canada and the U.S. as an example, the U.S. has the accessibility legislation. Where Canada, it only applies to the federal spaces, so if there's an application that's built in the U.S. that's not accessible, you've got routes to go through legal channels if necessary, where here in Canada, you have absolutely no control. They don't have to make their applications accessible. So my thing would be if Google implements a cross-platform accessibility requirements, it technically can't be enforced which then would mean more applications would maintain their inaccessibility. And I do think we may have to start giving incentives to some of these app developers to make their apps accessible because some of them just, they either don't have the understanding or they just don't care enough to do a couple extra codes to make it accessible for those, especially with vision loss. But even then some apps for video have no subtitles for those who are deaf. So again, is it a lack of education, a lack of caring? And is that something that Google themselves has a capacity to mandate without drastically losing applications being published to the play store and us seeing more and more third-party app stores popping up? Like, I don't know that there's going to be a good answer to this.
0: I I think some of the compliance tools could be more proactive, couldn't they? And then whether a dev fixes it or not is kind of their thing. I mean, I don't mind third-party stores. I mean, that's sort of what Android's for, isn't it? You know, it's not iOS. You don't have to jailbreak your device and use Cydia. Whether or not you choose to sideload apps, I know Warren doesn't. I do because I don't view it any different to installing an app on Windows. Um, uh, outside of the Microsoft store. Obviously, you've got to be careful. I, 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 I don't mind third-party stores on
1: Android. No, but I actually quite like it. But it's yeah, just going to be one of those things where we're then basically – we're already kind of open to the Wild West when it comes to apps. I think the legislation and the mandates from Google, just I don't know that there's a way to enforce it.
2: But I, I, I don't think, think that there that, that doesn't need to be a legislation. Government doesn't, doesn't even have a place here because it, I'll give you an example and why I'm saying this. If you guys are familiar with Fairmail, Fairmail just got removed from the Play Store yesterday uh, because Google claimed whatever, blah, 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 you know, violated whatever, even though the guy explained it. So what I'm trying to say is that actually Google could implement this on its own. This is the... Um, this is how we want apps to be on our Play Store. If you're going to pu- publish your app on the Play Store, it has to meet XYZ criteria. And it's very simple. It doesn't mean that your app cannot be uploaded. So, you know, you'll get a message say, hey, your app is failing in this. You need to correct this in order to uh, have your app uh, published on the Play Store. As simple as simple can be. Frankly, so... To me, I think it's all Google. Google is the one that's given this leeway for this bad behavior that we're seeing from some of these developers. Oh, well, I don't know. This say, happens
3: on iOS as well. There are some apps. I don't care
2: about iOS. I'm talking yeah, but, um, about the one yeah, that I
3: use. Yeah, but you can't say it's just Google because that's not true. Well, um, well, no, we can't because no, we're no, talking no. about Android. Eh? I'm we're not, not, talking we're not talking about, about
2: iOS. iOS. I don't care it's what an iOS Android podcast. does. Yeah.
0: yeah, of
3: course, <laughs> but but it's not factually correct to say it's only a problem on.
0: It's Google. It,
2: well, it, it is in the, it is of the podcast, because
0: they're not talking about iOS. No,
2: It is factually correct because it's the apps that I use, and it's the App Store that I use, and all I'm saying is that, frankly, no government has anything in here. It's all dependent on Google. If Google says well, your app does not meet this accessibility requirement, you are not publishing it on the Play Store. It's simple.
1: So actually, yeah, they're not going to do that, though, are they? Actually, technically, Warren government does have play because if you look, I'm going to use probably a poor example, but it's one that's factual. If you look right now, um, Epic Games, the ones who have created Fortnite, they remove the ability to use Google or Apple um, stores for purchasing in-game money that has created a legal lawsuit between epic and apple so you start having companies or app developers being removed from the play store because of application and accessibility you're actually opening the door for lawsuits which then does bring the legislation into play
2: i don't think that is oh. that is uh, that is something that is uh, you know related to this 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 has all to do with uh, money thing whatever payment systems but frankly no, but the, the concept app, doesn't i'm talking about language design of an app yes you know if, but it's still applies. no let me let yeah, me you explain could sue what, someone expl- in your
3: country for not making it accessible you could let, let and they might have to change their app in
2: the US you totally I'm, can. I'm trying to say and you know, here if I want to publish an app for example and you know if my app is not Let's say forget about, you know, accessibility, for example, if if someone publishes their app to the Play Store and does not, you know, have, you know, the buttons or whatever for people to know what what they're clicking on. I'm telling you that Google would tell them, hey, your your app is not operable. You know, people can't uh, figure out what is going on. Um, if people sighted people can see something and realize that this means this and that, why don't we have the same access to where we could know and distinguish as to what, what button does what? It, it's very simple. And if that's true, why, why did Google implement the accessibility scanner that is intended for developers to scan their whatever. Like, I, I will say this again, and now, you know, people will agree with me. Google can enforce accessibility. Hey, it's part of our language development. If you're going to develop an app, we need to make it accessible to all. And there's no person on the face of the earth that will say, hey, you don't want to make your app accessible to people with disability. It's just wrong.
3: Yeah, but there are some things, like, for example, a music app wouldn't be accessible to a deaf person. Or a drawing app yeah, well, be we've accessible as well. So you can't. We've, we've, you, yeah, but you
2: can't. We've covered that. We've said there are certain ones that I'm not stupid. I'm not going to go out there and say, "Hey, I want a sketching app," you know, to yeah, be accessible. Yeah, but if Google said it me. has
3: to be all apps, then they wouldn't be certain, able to. There
2: are certain criteria because there are certain apps that. Can be used by both sighted and blind people, or both uh, hearing uh, people with hearing loss and people with hearing that they can use. For yeah, you'd have to specify
3: uh, what what apps have to be accessible or something. You'd have to have or have certain categories where. Where I don't know how And to they're already
2: that. into categories out there. Google has the categories of apps. And so if your app falls in the general category of apps mm. or whatever, you need to make it accessible. We're not talking about specialized apps. Specialized apps that I cannot use, for example, or, you know, maybe like, yeah, I want to use something like a shooting, targeting or whatever stuff, and I'm not able to do that or whatever. I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking for like the one I just gave an example about the skiff mail that I'm talking about. You absolutely uh, don't uh, need to have a special whatever. It's not a specialized app. It's just a simple email client. Why under heaven is this app not accessible and yet be allowed on the Play Store? That's my beef.
3: I think that one of the problems is because some of these app developers start off quite small, and there are, there are a surprising, well, maybe it's not so surprising. There's a huge number of people who don't even know that blind people can use a smartphone at all. And if you're one of those people, and, you know, how can you know what you don't know? Do, but do that's what, what I mean? Google
2: I.O. is all about. You know, Google I.O. is for developers. OK, and, and everybody Yeah, but you knows... might not know it's
3: a thing you have to check if yeah, but, you see, if have it, never heard of you're it. You're
2: missing my point. That's what I'm saying. If you're uploading an app, there should be a mechanism on the Play Store that will tell you, hey, your app is falling short because of the category of your app. Your app is the tab that is supposed to be used by all, but it's not meeting X, Y, Z criteria. So and it will take you with... to the guideline where you can find how to make no, that they, accessible. Yeah, they should.
3: They should do that. What was wrong with the app? with the buttons not labeled?
2: It's just not labeled. That's that, rubbish. That's the problem. And, and so, you know, frankly, if you look at what I'm saying, actually, it will be helpful to the developers. It makes everybody aware of the fact that the world doesn't revolve around them. If We have other people out there and all of that. But Google needs to step to the forefront. Just trying to tag this one as being accessible or this one not being accessible, to me, is falls short.
3: Yeah, maybe they need to phrase it differently and say, you must have text labels for your buttons and then explain why. Because if some, if you say to a lot of sighted people, this app isn't accessible, they'll say, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't understand. No, I um, don't. So it is about education as well, I think. And Google have got lots of money. They can educate people. They can afford it.
2: Um, yeah, and they don't know. need to go out there trying to educate. Like I said, you know, you try to upload an app, then that thing will automatically kick in and just tells you, hey, you're missing something here because of the category that your app falls into. It's supposed to have this and this, uh, such and such labels. But right now it fails. And here's how you can fix that. It's very simple. Very simple.
3: If they're not going to do that, and it looks like they're not, um, you know, I think we've got to be realistic about this. If they're not going to do that, these accessibility labels could be useful in terms of um, if I need to find an app for something and I need to do it relatively quickly um, and it says it's accessible, as long as the AI works properly, that's the only thing I'm a bit worried about, if it is AI labelling it and not a person, um, it could save me time. You know, for example, if I wanted, I've, I've been writing a sermon, if I wanted a Bible app, um, there's probably quite a lot of them. And if I can make it so that the accessible ones show up first, or it only filters out the accessible ones or something, that would save me a heck of a lot of time. Um, so it could be a good thing. Um, but I agree that, um, you know, apps that don't have labeled buttons, it's not good and they shouldn't, you know, they should be made to label them, but I don't Think that's going to happen at the moment? I think,
0: I think so inevitably, it it'll generate probably not false positives, but you'll get a lot of false negatives, won't you? Like plenty of apps that are at least usable won't, won't be tagged. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it'll be a less of a problem that inaccessible apps will be tagged as accessible, but but I think a lot of apps that are perfectly usable won't be tagged. That would be my. Uh, Things, exactly. things to this, okay. Have have
3: they said um, it's going to be AI deciding? It is, this yeah, stuff? it
0: is AI. Yeah, we'll, we'll, they've
2: we'll, said that. We'll okay. link that. Um, you know the uh, page to our show notes in there, but you know it's funny. Fee, you mentioned the Bible app. So there's a Bible app that I really really like, and that's called Logos. You know, L O G O S, and um, you know that app for whatever reason is not accessible at all, and so as coincidence would happen. I ran into this guy at church, you know, um, I think about a couple of years ago, and he was going to work for Logos. They're right here in my backyard in Bellingham area in the state of Washington. And I'm like, hey, you know, tell them, you know, this blind kid here is asking them to make that app accessible. You know, it's not accessible. And, uh, you know, so he went and unfortunately he didn't get the job if something happened or whatever. You think that people from organizations like this, you know, uh, religious organizations and things like that would even be more in tune to the fact that, you know, uh, you have Other people, you're trying to reach people of all uh, sorts and stuff like that and make their stuff accessible, especially to blind people who cannot read a written thing on the paper. But you now have something here in electronic version. Uh, Make it accessible to them, but you think they would do that. No, they didn't. So, and I try to call them. Oh, yeah, we're going to, someone is going to help. Someone's going to call you about it. Did I hear anyone back? I just gave up on them, but maybe I shouldn't. So things of this nature, that's why I'm saying the answer lies with Google. If Google would just create a simple thing that checks, does a quick check upon trying to upload and just shows you, hey, you know, you're missing X, Y, Z here. I think it's going to help everybody.
3: I think it's interesting what you say about that app, though, because I think a lot of sighted people think that if you're, they don't realize about things like TalkBack. So they think, oh, we can't do this accessibility because we haven't got time to make it into an audio Bible because they don't realise that that's not necessary. So I think we maybe need to request things more specifically and say, I can't use your app because you haven't labelled the buttons, for example. Um, I think that if they realise that all you want is for them to label the buttons, they might go, oh, actually, that'd be really easy to change. Um, Whereas if you're not very specific, and I don't know what you said, but if one generally is not very specific and just says, your app's inaccessible, most people are going to go, I don't know what that means. I don't know how blind people do things. I've got too many things to do. And so yours will fall down the back of the drawer because it's too complicated looking. So I think we need to um, help these companies a bit by being more specific sometimes. With all requests. And I
2: am very, if there's anyone that is always very clear when I try to report something to a developer, it has to be me. I go through the process and explain it to them. And then I also send them pages and send them, um, you know, little video clips of me trying to uh, show them what the app is doing that is not following. Uh, accessibility guidelines, and things like that. There's one called Bubble Up. Uh, I've been meaning to show it on our uh, podcast, but Bubble Up is not very accessible. And I I talk to the guys and, you know, I send them a video clip about it. You know, they said they're going to look into it. But so I'm one of those that usually will send a video clip and explaining to them and also uh, sending them to Google Pages to further explain what I'm talking about. But it's important, Fee, yeah, you're right. If you're going to send a report to a developer, uh, make sure you know exactly what you're talking about so that they're not confused. They're not thinking you want them to create an audio version. That's not what we're talking about. And show them exactly what that is. And sometimes it doesn't even hurt to show them, hey, you know, if you bring up your accessibility or bring up TalkBack, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, here's such and such an app and here's what how it works. And if you look at this app, uh, it has all those correct labels and yours does not. But if there's anything, like I said, try to uh, show them a little video clip of it if you are able to. But if not, give them those help pages. It always comes in very handy.
3: Help pages might be good. I don't know about videos. If it's literally that someone hasn't labeled their buttons, they're just graphics. I would just say, at the moment, this phone is just saying button, button, button. I don't know what any of these do. Please add text labels. And I, unless they ask me to, I wouldn't bother sending a video. Because, again, if you're a busy developer, um, the video might just be too much of an attachment. You haven't got time to open um, so it depends on the on the developer, I think, and how much time they've got and how big You the can never know that,
0: though. You can't know how much time an individual developer has and a screen recording will show them what's going on. Yeah, but and actually they, they, true, a but...
2: lot of them like to see that because they want to Do see they? what yeah. they're yeah. talking okay. about. Yes, remember, uh, sighted people are all about visuals. And yeah, yeah. You know, when That's you true. when you touch a thing, they know what I'm touching. And I said, okay, like this one here. I don't know what this button does. And they know exactly what you're talking about. And I tell you, the videos are very crucial. A lot of people that I I ask about uh, labeling things, they will say, hey, if you could send us screenshots or videos or whatever, they like that because then it saves them time knowing what area you're talking about that is not accessible.
3: That's good to know. I I appreciate you saying that because that's, that's good for me to know if I need to report something cuz we could use one of those screen recording apps that you've talked yeah. about before you know and 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 send them but i'd say i'd say cuz um if it's something as simple as the buttons aren't labeled which you know it's not simple it's really annoying but it's simple in, probably in terms of programming i would yeah. try
2: and keep my video quite short oh no well no one is going to keep a video long but you know see, no. but sometimes the um you know, uh, the language that I use, maybe I say, hey, your buttons are not labeled. And maybe he doesn't call them buttons. He may call them controls or whatever. And yeah. he may not know what I'm talking about. But if I show him in a video, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. That thing is not giving me a feedback when it, um, it engages my screen reader.
3: Yeah. And I mean, some some apps it's worse because it doesn't even tell you when you're on a control with some of them. Um, And they're the worst ones. Um, Yeah. You know, where you you touch the screen and nothing, as far as we're concerned, nothing happens. That's very
2: annoying. So Google, if you're hearing the uh, BAU, blind Android users crew, you know, you guys need to do more. I love you guys, uh, you know, to death. But frankly, um, I'm glad we have this. But like, you know, Ed says, there may be some false positive or whatever because uh, some nice app may be missed uh, by the AI and all of that. I think that the most important thing is that Google already have a tool there, the Accessibility Checker, you know, integrate that into their development kit, uh, you know, the uh, Android Studio or whatever, so that when you are developing and that app falls in that category that is for everybody, it will let you know you're missing XYZ. I think that's my contention.
3: Maybe maybe with the AI, they're doing it as a sort of – I mean, I don't know what Google's going to do next. Nobody does apart from them. But I wonder if they want to see how well this works with the AI first before they try and enforce anything else. Because if the AI isn't actually as reliable as they hope um, – you know, flagging things as inaccessible when they're not, for example, uh, that could be a problem. So maybe, maybe this is a bit for trial. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see
0: yeah, what happens there's no next. Suge- there's no suggestion it's a trial. I don't think. I think they are.
3: No, I don't mean uh, a trial as there. in a beta, but I mean a trial as in maybe they're seeing how well it goes down with users. How do you know what I mean? Um, sort of. Um, you know, to see how reflective it is of reality and whether there are, I mean, I hope there are going to be ways where we, for example, can say to Google, actually, this app's really accessible. Can you add it to your list of ones that is? Or is it all going to be down to Google? It'd be a shame if it was all down to Google, because otherwise, like, like we've been saying, things might get missed that are actually really good.
2: That's a good idea, Fee, because that's the the very thing Ed was afraid of, you know, because maybe something could be missed, an app that is otherwise accessible could be missed. And so if there's like a place on the Play Store there that, you know, we could, you know, manually say add it to the list of whatever accessible apps, I think that that's also a nice idea.
3: I think someone would have to check them. Because obviously a developer could just log in with a different account and go, add my app to your accessibility thing just to make them look good. So I think Google would have to check it. But yeah, I think being able to suggest new apps would would be good. Or maybe they'd have to have so many reviews that said it was accessible or something like that.
2: Google relies too much on AI, and um, so I'm I'm hoping that this AI would be able to flag uh, apps that are good, you know, uh, label tag those apps that are good to us uh, as blind people or you know people with hearing loss or people with dexterity issues, because that's what we're talking about and like you said, we'll see what happens. You know, it's right now only a handful of apps and especially like, you know, example, you know, Google Accessibility Suite is one of those. But, you know, so we'll we'll give this thing maybe to the end of the month. I, I think we should, uh, to the end of the month, the end of the year rather. We'll come back, you know, touch on this again sometime toward the end of this year and see where we are so far with this uh, tagging of apps. But again, I always go back to, My default, Google needs to just have something in place that would remind people that their app is not meeting accessibility requirements.
0: A couple of other things uh, that Google mentioned on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, uh, one of which we knew about already, was about the uh, uh, Braille support being built into TalkBack. Sounds like that'll be in the next uh, uh, beta. I think what is a bit disappointing is that they haven't they haven't supported the human interface driver. I've no idea why not. It's an open standard. They supported it in development. Why you wouldn't support, you know, the humanware displays and other ones that use that uh, you know, effectively open plug and play so we don't have to install different drivers, I don't know. They do need to sort that out why why you would do that. It's been around long enough. It's not new. Any views, Warren?
2: You know, I, I think it's a good uh, thing that they have done. You know, this is something that we've been asking about for quite a spell. You know, we've been talking about uh, wanting, you know, easy use of... Uh, Uh, The Braille thing. I know Braille Bag was there, but Braille Bag was not getting the kind of love that we wanted to. And, you know, uh, all the scrolling issues and all of that. being able to pan pages was not there and all of that. And and I'm hoping that this one, when it drops, you know, from the sounds of it, if you look at that YouTube clip that was there on uh, Google I.O. about the Braille support, which is going to be part of Android 13, and I'm not sure if it's going to be part of Beta 3 or not, or maybe it's going to be integrated. Uh, with the final product of Android 13. But uh, definitely this is a huge step forward. And I'm hoping, you know, that this thing would only be refined and made better as we we go along. I think it's going to be a game changer um, for those of us who rely on Braille uh, displays and things like that. And when we talk about this, you know, the people that always come to my mind, Uh, You know, our friends who have um, difficulty hearing or deaf, blind people, this will help them.
0: Yeah, it does need to support the the, the, the new standard there, doesn't it? They, they need to add yeah. human interface. Yeah, I don't uh, And,
2: and really. I think this is something that they will kind of uh, look into, uh, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, because we didn't even expect or anticipate that this one was coming and here it was. So uh, who is to say that, you know, they're not going to do that? I'm thinking that, you know, maybe sometime, you know, who knows, maybe next year or the next two years, you know, uh, I'm sure Google will look into that um, uh, to make that compliant.
0: And how... I've heard another rumor about the Braille support, which is um, I, know, I know iPhone it doesn't think it makes nearly enough noise when it pairs. So apparently they've trebled the sound of that noise, so it's really really loud now.
3: Oh no! Um, and I'm how?
0: They help no.
2: Me. <laughs> Where is, is that on Braille? <gasps> That's me.
0: Hand on, hand it on off. <laughs> no it's an android it goes delete every time it pairs and uh, you can't turn it off whatever you do whatever you, if you put your phone on do not disturb or whatever it'll always go blee. it's really so, annoying so, so 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 i thought i'd tell her they 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 the decibel with that the, oh. you know, iphone I didn't think it was loud enough
1: <laughs> oh
0: no! How
3: how are we going to know if our braille devices are supported then by this new? Well, and if it's supported it, now, it, it's
0: it'll, supported it'll, supported it'll, it'll show up. The it ones that aren't support. are the human wares. There's a human interface device standard. If you diverse if your device works now, it'll continue to work. If you diverse wikes, yeah. If you diverse wikes, it'll <laughs> can, it, it'll can turn you to wike or wick. Yeah. So. Uh, if, if it works now, it'll still work.
3: Yeah. Oh, good. And, so mine and, will still work. Then. Yeah, of
2: yeah. course. If yours already works, it will it will work. I think yeah. some of the humanware uh, stuff is just, it has, you know, have not always been, I don't know what
0: the deal is. but They're, they're uh, a bit pr- proprietary, aren't, aren't they? No, no. Mm. Well, that's the thing about human interface device standard. That's the point. It's not. It's an open standard and Google aren't supporting it, which is the annoying thing.
1: So what are, they? what are are we using? The...
0: What's we using? All the main proprietary ones. They they they've built in support for all the other displays apart from the ones using the open standard, which is very oh. odd because Google supported the open standard. So uh, uh, it's a bit annoying, and they shouldn't have done it.
2: It's going to be a good thing, and um, I'm see, I'm glad to see Google, you know, stepping up into the right direction because uh, this is something we've been talking about. And um, I'm sure that would help with some of the scrolling issues and uh, that BrailleBag, you know, was short on.
0: Another announcement, which isn't really uh, Android-related, but nonetheless is quite good, is that uh, all YouTube originals now in English will have uh, audio description tracks in English, and they've backdated that into the past year of release. So you can go into settings and turn on that track anyone who watches uh, YouTube that's
2: videos. right that's true and you know that's a very good thing um that that is coming to YouTube or is now available in YouTube it but it's only in English yeah and but at yeah. least is a good start um you know we'll get there the idea is is for it to uh, proliferate to other languages as well but you know right now you've got to start somewhere and this is a good beginning
0: YouTube yeah. originals. Yeah, say so films that you um, like. Ne- that yeah. Google's is Netflix, event, essentially. So not not your friends' videos. Yes. Not going to be. Uh, audio so design. are
3: they? Do you have to pay for the these YouTube no.
2: originals? No, 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 no. Like for instance, if I go to YouTube and I want to search for uh, Mickey Mouse, and, and I'm being silly here. I love Mickey. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I have something that you know is uploaded either from. Um, uh, Disney Studios or whatever, or for, of, uh, you know, some other, because you can find movies on, on YouTube as well. So those originals will have, you know, that uh, description. Oh, good. Yeah. But it's not going to be my own YouTube, um, you know, me playing with the new cat, we just got. Uh, <laughs> good
0: luck on that one. Excellent. Uh, The the other thing I think is quite good, though, it's not particularly relevant for this podcast, but nonetheless I I quite like, is um, they've introduced multi-pinning for Google Meet. So uh, before, you could only have one video tile pinned, but apparently deaf people wanted to see both their sign language interpreter and the person actually speaking, so now you can pin two tiles. Oh, that's good. You can see both of them, which is quite nice. That is good, because... You might want to
3: see the facial expressions and things of the person who's talking, because if you're deaf and you can't
0: hear their voice, their tone of voice. Yeah, that's really good.
2: Exactly. And, and also...
0: You know- you, you- in your work meeting, that two people hate each other, so you might want to pin both of them to see how they react. <laughs> it's not just for
2: deaf exactly, oh, so it's, it's not dear. just for the deaf. I think no, see that's that's what I'm talking species. about, you know. And that goes back to the accessibility that we were talking about. These things are not only good for those of us with disabilities, but in reality, uh, labeling apps is good for everybody. you it know. Is, when, yeah. we, you know, so it's not just us. You know, if people should just see the impact that this will have for everybody, making things easy. Who wants complication? I don't. (laughs) Yeah, so this is absolutely beautiful. I like it.
0: Yeah. Anything else about Global Accessibility Awareness Day or are we done?
2: It was just me me
0: who had no
3: idea. that. Well, it was was just me that had no idea it was even a thing until the day.
0: Like, (laughs) I don't know.
3: How, like, I never saw anything about it beforehand. There's
2: there's a day for everything. You know, lately there's a day for everything. I think, yes, there was something. um, There was another day yesterday. I don't remember what the hell it was. Excuse my Espanol. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) every day we've created a day for this, a day for that. And so if you're not, you know, um, looking for it, uh, you're not going to know it now. There's an app that has all that stuff. I used to have that app. It's probably in my library, but you know, it has all that stuff. You know what day is, what day, and all the day for this
0: day. And oh, that but some day. of them
3: are really silly, like National Squirrel
0: Day <laughs> or something. National Squirrel Day is not, isn't it? Oh,
2: maybe I should. Oh. I should go. I should go to- Get me a squirrel ass two or something like that, you know. <laughs>
3: well, I, I think you've missed it. I think it's in January or... Or something, but yeah, yeah. Oh I remember thinking God. National Squirrel Day, what's that for?
0: <laughs> oh, one thing about Global Accessibility <laughs> Awareness Day isn't A11Y an absolutely horrible, cliquey, non inclusive, inaccessible hashtag that I've is never utter, used that. utter nonsense? It, it is, I it's, creepy, <laughs> it's awful, it's inaccessible, and whoever came up with it ought to be shot. Well,
2: I, don't, <laughs> I, I agree don't know. with who most came up of with it. that, A11 but y. not the
0: shooting bit. I think that's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of innocent people get shot. This person should get shot. That doesn't make <laughs> <It's>, it okay. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. It is like awful, A11, yeah. y, like it's a yeah. geeky maybe, in-joke. But, it's inaccessible, non-inclusive. Should... Let's get it binned. Let's, I'll let's tell you what, all, maybe get it. don't shoot them, but maybe taser them. I think they might yeah. deserve
3: no, that.
2: Okay, so I'm. No, wondering, maybe don't
3: post that bit because it, it might be seen as hate speech. Here's, or something. What, here's
2: what I'm thinking. Maybe what happens is that. Um, you know you know, some people don't like spelling long words or you know, have difficulty spelling, yeah, and well, maybe someone mainly, say, Hey, how was... about we just do this? And it's not just uh, 11y, I think there are a few of these examples. Yeah, but 11y is the weirdest least. thing,
0: <laughs> just go access if you don't want to write accessibility, it's fine, you know. But it's it's cliquey, it's a little, little, little side eye in joke, it's awful, it should be bend. Well, the thing is
3: that they, I think this was more of a thing when Twitter was only 140 I know, characters. It's, it's I first saw it on Twitter. Yeah. And it's, it's 301 now, is it? Oh, I thought it was 280. Well, it's more. Yeah, anyway. it's 240, so, I said, didn't I?
0: Yeah.
2: Or oh, okay. or whatever. It, I, I, I don't it. know why Twitter does yeah. this. Anyway, they should just open. It's like the good old SMS. I think the the first person thought, you know, SMS was just going to be, hey, hello, how are you? You know, and then call it done. That's stupid. You know, I need to be able to say something. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, the
0: selling point though like what is twitter's selling point if it doesn't have a character limit however limiting yeah. that is if you but extend hey, that character limit well but that you know the character limit is
2: sometimes kind of you know uh, muscles what you are trying to say you know you're trying to tell someone give someone instructions on something and you wind up you know uh spending your time you know sending multiple stuff that's stupid
0: no but a platform has to have a esp doesn't it so uh, clubhouse for instance it was a voice platform which was fine until it introduced text and then it was a really crap platform because everyone did text and voice so much better you need to maintain your usp and if your usp is for short form text message or messages then if you abandon that what you then look like is a really feature poor platform compared to everyone else that never had a word limit Because all you ever had was your word limit.
3: And now Twitter just seems like a big load of photo sharing these days, which is annoying because most of those are not accessible to us, well, not
0: um, a 11y anyway, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I we need to compa- we need to campaign to get rid of a 11y, yeah, along with sight awful. loss that's, that's annoying as well. Yeah, uh,
2: I don't know yeah. that it's going away anytime soon. Uh. Well, we're gonna
0: get, well, rid I of never it. use it,
2: it's one of those evils. We're gonna get rid of, of it, we're gonna, to go. we're gonna go, in, we're <laughs> gonna go
0: and storm the temple and shake it and pull it down and stuff. Like Chuck I said, you know, maybe
2: someone who doesn't like, you know, spelling things and lazy um and say, Yeah, how about we just do a love and Y, You know,
0: that takes yeah, but if care you don't
3: like spelling, <laughs> you then use dictation instead.
0: Like <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We conclude this week with Warren's highlights from Talkback.
2: We continue now with our theme of highlights from Talkback. This is installment 36. In the last installment, installment 35, I demonstrated the triple tapping and holding with two fingers to both mute and unmute TalkBack. Today, however, I'll be concluding the two-finger heading with the four remaining gestures. For today's demonstration, I'll be utilizing my Pixel 4 running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1 For speech services, I am again utilizing the Google Speech Services. I am on the home screen now and will tap with three fingers to open up the TalkBack menu.
4: Android Accessibility Suite. TalkBack Menu.
2: Here is my TalkBack Menu. In the TalkBack menu, what I'm looking for is the TalkBack Settings, which is basically the second to the last item at the very bottom. I will now put my finger down and tap on TalkBack Settings.
4: TalkBack Settings
2: We are now in the TalkBack Settings, and if you've been following us in this series of highlights from TalkBack, this is the time that we put two fingers in the middle of the phone and then glide those fingers upward to scroll down the page. I'll now put those two fingers down and glide them upward to scroll down my page. I'll now put my finger down, find and tap on Customize Gestures. Customize Gestures. Here is customized Gestures. I'll tap here to activate.
4: Customize Gestures out of list.
2: We are now on the customization page of our gestures. This time, I'll switch my granularity to the headings granularity. And if you've been following us, we have one of three methods of changing the granularity. We could swipe up and down in one fluid movement with one finger to circle through these granularities or you could swipe down with three fingers from the top or from the left or from the right to go through those granularities. As I have indicated again and again throughout these demonstrations that I prefer the one finger gesture of scrubbing up and down to change my granularities I'll now utilize that up down swipe to change my granularities.
4: Spoken language scrap up and down again speech rate windows Do it again links Controls
2: Headings Headings and that's where we need to be. Now that we are on the heading's granularity, what we need to do now is simply swipe down with one finger to move through the various headings. The heading we're looking for here is the two-finger gesture. I'll now swipe down.
4: One finger, heading, in list.
2: Swipe down again.
4: One finger back and forth, heading. Keep going. One finger angle, heading. Swipe down again. Two fingers, heading.
2: Here is our two fingers heading, and this is the one we're concluding today. As I indicated earlier, the last one that we talked about was the triple tapping with two fingers and holding to mute and unmute talkback. Today we'll be looking at the last four, which are very familiar to all of us, and that would be the swiping up with two fingers or swiping down with two fingers to move through, vertical pages, in other words, just like I did earlier on when I was going through the TalkBack settings. And then we have the swipe left or swipe right with two fingers to move through horizontal pages. In other words, you will do that when you are encountering things like your home screen. In a vertical page or screen, however, we swipe up and down with two fingers. Now, I'll move to those
4: last items that I just talked about. Swipe up with two fingers. Scroll up. Not customizable. Disabled. Here we
2: encounter our first item, and we're told it is not customizable. In other words, it's not changeable. It's disabled. And the reason why this is disabled is because this is a native gesture. In other words, this is a system gesture. For sighted people to scroll up or down the page, vertical pages, they'll use one finger. And for us blind people, as I've indicated several times, where it calls for one finger for a sighted person, those of us who are using screen readers will employ two fingers. And this is exactly what we're talking about. And the reason why we cannot change this because it is a system gesture, not a screen
4: reader-based gesture. And that's the first one. The next item. Swipe down with two fingers, scroll down, not customizable, disabled. This
2: one also cannot be changed because it is a system gesture. So it's the opposite of the first item I just talked about. Let's move to the last two.
4: Swipe left with two fingers, scroll left, not customizable, disabled.
2: The same idea here. In other words, a sighted person wants to switch pages, horizontal pages, he or she will swipe Left or right with one finger to move through the pages, switch from one page to another. And for those of us who are blind, of course, we use two fingers to do those gestures, switching
4: between those horizontal pages. Here's the last item Swipe right with two fingers, scroll right, not customizable, disabled.
2: And that's the last item here. And that's the last item that I'm talking about, the last four. And sometimes some people refer to them as a two-part gesture. I just refer to them as two-finger swipes, which we do either up or down, left or right. So in other words, if I swipe up now with two fingers,
4: four fingers heading,
2: you can hear that this curls me down all the way to four fingers. Now I'm going to swipe down with
4: two fingers. Swipe right with two fingers. Scroll right. Not customizable. Disabled. It moves me back up toward the top.
2: Now I'm going to go back to my home screen by swiping from the bottom with two fingers and let go. Pixel launcher. And I am on my home screen. This is my first home screen. If I want to go to my second page, in other words... If I'm switching home screens, I swipe from right to left with two fingers and that advances me to the second or to the next page. The surefire is always to do that from the middle of the phone. I'll now swipe from right to left to move to page two of my home screens. Home screen two of four. I swipe from right to left again. Home screen three of four. Do that one more time. Home screen 4 of 4. And I am on my fourth home screen page. Now we'll swipe from left to right with two fingers from the middle of the phone.
4: Home screen 3 of 4. Do that again. Home screen 2 of 4. Swipe one more time from left to right. Home screen 1 of 4.
2: And I am now on my first home screen where I started. And that concludes our last four gestures from within the two finger heading gesture as we navigate through these highlights from talkback austin how do people get hold of us
0: So people to locate us they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com they can
3: browse our website blindandroidusers.com check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe
0: to our mailing list, blindandroidusers. Plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. And that's it from us this week, folks. So uh, we shall all see you next week.
2: Bye. Later. Bye, everybody. We love you guys.